Hey, I'm Rachel May, country singer-songwriter and host of Mama's Cup of Ambition, the podcast for ambitious mamas with big dreams and little kids. Or maybe your kids aren't so little anymore, but your dreams are still just as big as ever. Wherever you find yourself in your motherhood journey, if you've got ambitious goals that you're longing to achieve, and you're looking to spark inspiration, cultivate motivation, and develop community with like-minded mamas, you're in the right place. As a new mama myself, I created this show as a place for honest and empowering conversations about motherhood, entrepreneurship, and dream chasing. So grab a notebook, top off that cup of coffee, and let's turn our goals into action plans and our dreams into reality together. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Mama's Cup of Ambition. I don't know why I always say hello twice. (laughs) That just occurred to me as I said it now that that's just like something that I do. You're probably highly aware of this if you've listened to the show before. Um, I'm not sure where that came from or why I do that. I don't know why I'm feeling self-conscious about it today, but I am. Anyway, welcome. Welcome to Mama's Cup of Ambition. Um, If you've been here before, welcome back. And if this is the first time that you are joining me here, welcome. I'm so happy that you're here. Maybe that's why I say hello twice. Like once is for those of you who came back, and the other is for those of you who are here for the first time. (laughs) Anyway, moving right along. So this episode that I'm recording right now isn't actually the episode that I was intending to release today. Um, Originally, I had an episode lined up that was going to be a roundup of some of my favorite moments from a few of my incredible guests that have joined me in the past. And I will still air that episode at some point. But there was just something on my heart and on my mind this week that just kept chiming into my thoughts. And I decided, you know what, I'm going to call an audible and I am going to bump the episode I had prepared to share what's been on my mind this week with you here. So let's dive into it, shall we? So it all started with a snake plant. And the snake plant has been living in my bathroom since about, I guess it was like July that I got it. And it's actually the third snake plant that I bought because the first one that I got has been freaking thriving. And it's been thriving for going on a year and a half now. And that might not seem like that big of a deal to you, but let me just tell you, this is what you need to know about me. I kill houseplants not on purpose because I'm not sadistic, but for some reason, I'm like houseplant hospice. (laughs) I don't know why. I've tried all of the so-called easy plants. So don't come to me saying, oh, get a succulent. I kill them. Again, not on purpose, but they die in my presence. For whatever reason, they just do. And like I've done the research on how to keep houseplants alive. It's not like I haven't put in the time or energy to try and change this quality of mine. (laughs) But I, for whatever reason, this has just been something. It's been my entire adult life ever since I have tried to have any kind of plant. They just, they come here to die. So... (laughs) When I tell you that I kept a snake plant not only alive, but thriving for a year and a half, I'm basically telling you that a bona fide miracle has taken place in our home, okay? And because I was on such a winning streak with my trusty snake plant, I thought, this is it. I finally found my plant, my match. So I got two more. And 
I got all of the supplies recommended for repotting them, and I housed one upstairs and one downstairs. And everything was going great for a while. But then recently, I noticed that one of them had started to turn yellow, and it was like drying out. And it just, it just generally, it wasn't looking well. So naturally, I did what any plant lover would do, and I got on Google, and I went down the rabbit hole of what I can only describe as the plant equivalent of WebMD. And let me just tell you, (laughs) my search came back with an overwhelming list of possibilities of what could be happening. One site said that it could be a case of overwatering, and then the other said that it was a lack of water. Other sites were listing reasons like overfertilization or crowded roots, poor or improper drainage, inappropriate temperature, poor lighting conditions, pests and fungus and root rot, and It went on and on and on. You see where I'm going with this. But there were dozens of possible reasons for my plant friend's malaise. So right about now, you may be wondering why I'm recording a podcast episode about my houseplant and its struggles, given that this is a podcast about motherhood and dream chasing. So let me just connect the dots for you before you jump ship. (laughs) While I was in the thick of WebMDing my snake plant and diligently analyzing every possible contributor to the situation, it hit me. I didn't need a major plant overhaul, and it wasn't a lost cause. It just needed a few minor tweaks to drastically improve its ability to thrive. And in my case, it was a pretty simple fix. I needed to repot my plant in a pot with better drainage holes and a little bit more space, And I needed to switch up the location to give my little plant buddy a little change of scenery. And because I'm basically always just looking for life's little lessons, I started looking for the parallels of my snake plant situation and my own life. And there are definitely a few areas in my own life right now that are basically the equivalent of my snake plant's yellow leaves, places where I know I'm not receiving the nourishment I need and it's really starting to show. So for example... Recently, I had totally fallen off of my supplement routine. I had stopped taking my prenatals. I hadn't been taking like my omega-3s. I really hadn't been drinking enough water. I stopped taking my magnesium. I just, I fell off of my routine and I didn't notice the impacts of it right away. But especially in the colder months, like I really struggle to hydrate and drink enough water because I just don't get as thirsty and drinking water, it just doesn't cross my mind until I'm feeling really dehydrated. And all of my supplements and stuff, it's like, it just fell by the wayside really because I'm in mom life, right? I'm I'm doing for everyone else. I'm making sure the boys are getting their supplements and they're getting everything they need, but I have this really awful habit that I'm working on turning around of putting myself last and prioritizing my own needs very last. And so in this season, one of the ways that that manifested itself was by me not taking any of my supplements. And that may not seem like that big of a deal when I say it, but because I'm still nursing Wyatt, I was finding myself feeling really depleted and really run down. And I couldn't really put my finger on why. Like I just thought, well, maybe it's just I'm working more or who knows, just mom life. (laughs) Um, But then I realized like, okay, let's take a look at the situation. Like what has changed? What am I doing differently right now? And I realized like, oh, Rachel, 
you're not taking care of yourself in a way that has proven to be very meaningful, a very meaningful way of taking care of yourself in the past. And that's through my supplementation and the ways that I sort of nourish my body's internal working systems. (laughs) And the trickle down, like I said, of the ways that I was neglecting my own care, it just meant that I wasn't feeling great and my energy levels were low and it was just making everything feel so much more challenging. So once I noticed what was going on, I hopped online and I ordered and restocked all of my supplements. And I also restocked my electrolytes. I use a brand called Element that I really like. And I know that when I have those little Element electrolyte packets that I can throw into my water, it significantly increases my water consumption, like almost immediately. And once I made those two little tweaks for myself, I could already feel like a huge improvement in my energy and in my mental clarity. And also just it felt good to be doing something for myself. Like every time I go and get my little box that has my supplements in it and I grab my Yeti and fill it up with ice water and throw in one of those element packets, I just feel like I'm mothering myself and taking care of myself. And that just feels good. Like there's something almost ritualistic about it that is really life-giving for me. And it's not like it was a huge, massive change, right? It was just reintroduction of a habit that I had let fall by the wayside. But that little act has really made big ripple effects in my life already. Like I'm already feeling my mental clarity improving. I'm already feeling increased energy. So you see what I'm saying here, like just these little ways that we find to take care of ourselves and identifying where we need to tweak some things is really meaningful. So another area of my life that I've really been feeling undernourished has been my creative expression and particularly my connection to making music. And I know I've definitely talked about it on the podcast before. Like you've heard me talk about my sort of struggle with loss of identity and motherhood and feeling disconnected from creativity. But this quarter in the Ambitious Mamas Club, we've been working through a book called Find Your Unicorn Space by Eve Rodsky. And that book has really been helping me to one, notice where I've been unintentionally neglecting my own needs. But two, and most importantly, this book is really helping me to make the necessary plans to start reprioritizing the things in my life that fulfill me and nourish me on like a soul level. So while I was researching my snake plants ailments, (laughs) I read this little passage in one of the articles that I came across and it really struck a chord with me. And it said, if a few of your snake plants leaves are yellow, removing the discolored leaves often is the best action. This will allow your plant to send energy to the healthy leaves. If you remove the leaves, it's essential to correct the problem that caused the yellowing. If you don't, you'll likely end up with more yellow leaves. Now, this was like a freaking aha moment for me. And this might seem so obvious to you, but for me, it was like a light bulb went off that that is true for my snake plant. And it's also true for us, right? You can do the work to remove the yellowing leaves, but if you don't also address the conditions that cause the leaves to begin yellowing in the first place, you're just going to end up with more dying limbs. Do you see the significance there? Because just like the snake plant needs some basic favorable conditions to grow and continue to flourish, so do we, right? (laughs) There's this quote that I love that says, when a flower doesn't bloom, you fix the environment in which it grows, not the flower. Beautiful, right? And I 
I love that quote because I feel like I really need that reminder to look at my own life and my own environment, my yellowing leaves, and to consider if the environment that I've been creating for myself is still serving me and allowing me to grow and bloom in all of the ways that I know I'm meant to. And for me, the answer to that question was that my environment did need some tweaking. And as I've been on a mission to make those little tweaks and changes in my life and in my environment, I'm really trying to give myself a lot of grace for where I am and how I got here and to recognize that the changes I need to make in my environment, although they're necessary and I'm doing them, like they're not going to produce overnight transformations. But I know that these little deposits that I'm making, that tend to my environment in the right ways, that over time, those little deposits are going to create a much more favorable condition for me to grow and all the things that I aspire to do. So as I wrap up today's episode, I just want to leave you with that same question this week. Is the environment that you're currently creating allowing you to flourish? Is it holding you back or is it even making you sick? What can you discover about your own environment? Are there any little tweaks that you can implement to make it a more supportive and fertile ground for your growth and enrichment? I'd be really curious to know. And as always, if you take something from this episode and you want to share it with me, I would love to connect with you over on Instagram. You can find me at Mama's Cup of Ambition. And I hope that it made sense. I hope this wasn't just like a random diatribe about my ailing snake plant. <laughs> and that I connected the dots in a meaningful way for you here. Um, It felt like something, it felt like something tangible for me and worth sharing. So I hope that it connected here for you as well. So until next time, my friend, may your dreams be ambitious and may your coffee be strong. And may we all create a wildly supportive environment for growth. I'll talk to you soon.